Hi, friends. Welcome to Zen Inside, Thrive Outside, a podcast series designed to help you feel, well, a little bit more Zen inside so you can thrive outside professionally and personally. I'm your host, Sydney Detoy. I coach high-achieving millennial women to redefine their relationship with work and create fulfilling careers with just the right mix of ambition and balance. I'm excited to share what I've learned from coaching over 50 women since 2019 and my own career success as a strategy consultant, chief of staff, and executive leader. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you back on this journey with me. If you're just tuning in, pop back to the first episode and start there. We've been on a journey together. We dove into the dynamics that define us as millennial women, why that has made our relationship with our career just so complicated, and why we feel like we're never enough. Today, we're talking about you are what you eat or what you do. As I said in the first episode, my clients, and perhaps you if you're tuning in, are wrestling big questions. What role do you want work to play in your life? What are your priorities at the moment? How do you sustain your big career while getting more balance? What I've realized is at the core of these questions is really a desire to feel more whole. Sometimes when we're deep into job mode, it can feel like we're two-dimensional, like 2D work robots. We care for our basic needs like sleep, food, care for our children if we have them. We maybe fit in a little bit of exercise, and then we work. And it's just all about work. Wholeness lets and feels differently for each of my clients but it's, it's about having identities and interests and purposes that it's done beyond just work. Or if you're a mom, it's done beyond just being and working. And it is really, really hard to be whole when your job is your primary identity. Your identity being the way that you value yourself and the way in which you want the world to see and perceive you. When your job is your identity, it creates a self-perpetuating cycle that I hear from my clients all the time. If I were to work less, what would I do with myself? Or when I have free time, I don't know what to do, so I just work more. And the impact of our jobs being our identity and those being so closely linked is that it makes our relationship with work even more complicated. We are so personally invested in our work, in the success of our projects, our cases, that if things go well or not, it is a personal reflection on us. And so therefore, we take feedback more personally And we just have less resilience. It's harder to ride out those highs and lows that just come naturally with work in a professional environment. And then because our careers are our identity and we want to be doing so well and we're so invested 
in what's happening at work, we give our best hours to work instead of giving some of that time to our loved ones or ourselves. So where does this come from? There's few very superficial and obvious ways in which this dynamic is reinforced, which is, number one, when we're connecting with new people, the number one question that we asked and they asked is, what do you do? Which just straight out implies or starts the conversation from your identity being your job or your identity being the the primary thing that defines you. The second is, you know, thanks to the prevalence of social media, we, our jobs are so much more in the public sphere than they might have been in the 80s or 90s. And we get to broadcast to our entire network what we're doing professionally every time we get promoted we get to reap the congratulations and the benefits and it feels great. And then we also get to know and see exactly what every single one of our classmates is doing in their career. And so there's this place that lives online where the only way in which we are identifying or sharing ourselves with the world is through our job and our professional successes. And then there's this conditioning that we've been talking about and the messages we've heard from society over the past few episodes, which is we have to work hard and we have to be the best. We have essentially started training for our careers when we were 14, when we first started to think about what colleges we wanted to apply for. We first started doing SAT prep. And since that moment, we've been fairly singularly focused on getting into the best college possible so that could launch us into the best first job possible so that could launch us into the right grad school and then that would just catapult our career forward and upward. And also because of this basic focus on productivity, we all really value and feel good when we're productive. And for a lot of us, the primary way in our life in which we feel productive is through work. It's a thing that is available to us every day that we can put energy into and get pretty automatic feedback loop to feel satisfied with our output for the day. And then another one, which I smile every time I see this on the internet, and I I have felt it a lot for myself, is there's a lot of memes out there that go something like, what's a hobby? If you're a millennial and you have an interest, don't you have to optimize it, package it, and sell it on Etsy? And so we... We don't allow ourselves much time or space or freedom to do anything for fun or to do anything we're really a true beginner at 
we feel this pressure in all facets of our life to be optimizing and to to do things to the best of our ability to get to expert level, which doesn't leave us a lot of space and time to just experiment with things that might bring us pleasure. And then lastly, there's this real core structural factor, which is for most of our jobs, we don't have a lot of free time. And so it's hard to think about doing or building any sort of identity outside of work because that just at a base level requires time. I want to share another personal story about what this has looked like for me and how I slowly but surely over the past several years have added a few more identities to my life. So in 2017, I was in consulting for a big consulting firm. I feel like I'm aging myself by giving the year there. But I was I was at the height of it. I was traveling every week. I was, oh my gosh, I don't even know how many hours per day I was working, but let's just say I was sleeping about four to five hours a night. And I just kept hearing this, this, this phrase, this voice at the back of my head that just said, oh my gosh, all I've done in 2017 is work. All I've done in 2017 is work. And I just felt like that 2D work robot. And I felt like I was really, really missing. So I ran, got a new job, which ironically did not have great work-life balance when I started, but I eventually wrangled it down to working about 10 hours per day and slowly but surely started to build back um, other identities and passions into my life. So I started to feel more whole. And the first place I started was fairly, fairly simple. Working out has always been a big anchor for me, something that's felt more of like a non-negotiable and a base need versus, let's say, a hobby. But I realized that I could take that from something I did just purely for my health, and I could amp it up a little and make it something that felt more exciting to me and more fulfilling. And so I have trained and run a few marathons since then. I got a Peloton, as so many of us have. And so my sister and I could ride together, do some of their training programs, but also sort of gave me the the platform and a connection with a lot of my friends where we can talk about our favorite instructors, talk about our favorite rides, uh, which is a lot different than just, you know, pounding out four miles on the treadmill every month. The second thing I did is I really rediscovered my love for reading. And part of that is in thanks to the pandemic and having not much to do in those early weekends of lockdown. But it was really something that I loved to do as a child. And I just never found time for or made the time for in my adult life. 
And now I, I'm an avid reader. I read upwards of 30 or 35 books a year. And what I love about it is it's a place in my life where I allow myself to just go for pure pleasure. 80% of the books I read are some sort of rom-com, chiclet, fun book. And in addition to it being something just for pleasure, I also have found other ways to channel my interest in. And so I listen to a podcast every single week that is on books. And my sister and I follow a few bookstagrammers on Instagram. And then I love going to my local bookstores on the weekend and just browsing. And so, again, I took something that's so simple and accessible and have allowed myself to to lean into it, to cultivate it a little bit more. I also got a dog, which, you know, some days I feel like one of my hobbies is literally walking my dog because we spend some days, and especially on the weekends, like upwards of two hours outside walking. But it really has been able to fuel my interest and the wanderlust I have where we just get to wander neighborhoods together and do some pretty easy exploration. So these are the things that have made me feel so much more whole over the past several years, but they're not fancy. And I hope that's what you take from this. I'm not an amateur photographer. I'm not a craftswoman with a ton of knitting and cross-stitching projects, but they make me feel more three-dimensional. They give me purpose outside my job. And over time, they've given me other identities and ways to define myself, such as um, a marathoner, an avid breeder, a dog. Let's explore this for you. We are not going to magically create a brand new identity for you in a 25-minute podcast, but we'll get you started. We're going to get you some ideas and some momentum. This is really important for two reasons. The first is research shows that when we feel purpose in other parts of our lives, we have more self-worth and resilience, and we're better able to ride the highs and lows of our careers. Basically like a diversified investment portfolio. And then the second is we all want better work-life balance, but it can be really hard to get any sort of balance when all you're focused on is working less. We're just not wired that way. And so when we hear common work-life balance credence, such as stop working at 5 p.m. or just do less, it just doesn't work for us. We need to be drawn to do other things, or we need to have the desire or the pull to spend our time on other things outside of work. So that's what we're going to explore. Grab your pen and paper. I am 
going to give you a few prompts. I'm not going to give you a ton of time to write down the answers because a lot of quiet time on a podcast will sound a little weird. But write down the prompts and you can work on them over the next few days. The first thing is, what were the things that you loved doing as a child? Was it reading, arts and crafts, making friendship bracelets, playing a sport? What are all the things that you loved doing as a child? What are the things that when you see other people doing them, you feel a little bit of gibber? So maybe it's the influencer you follow on Instagram who has a weekly game night with her friends or the one who cuts a new meal every Sunday. What are the things that you feel naturally envious of when you see other people doing What are the things that you have mentally cataloged and written down, put aside on your in 10 years list? So such as in 10 years when my kids are older or in 10 years when I've pulled back from work, I will do at Spires. What are the things that are on your in 10 years list that you just keep daydreaming? What are the topics that you find yourself naturally drawn towards today? What sorts of influencers do you follow? What websites do you naturally or organically create? What are the topics that you find yourself naturally drawn towards today? Put your pens down and take a look at what you've written down. Which of these things are you having a reaction to? Like a little spark of excitement or an interest to do more or you just feel compelled or drawn towards it? And consider... What would it be like to amp that up a little? So, for instance, if you love travel, 
instead of planning one trip a year, what if you started subscribing to travel and leisure and began reading a few travel blogs regularly? Or if you really love working out in some way, consider a training person. And the last prompt is, what is one way you can start to explore each of these things? My challenge to you is to pick three of these things that you're most excited about, you feel that spark of energy when thinking about it, and do one of them once a week over the next three weeks, and then keep pursuing the one that feels most interesting to you and see where that takes you, what that starts to unfold into in giving you more purpose and more of an identity outside of work. That's it for today. My hope is that this has given you a few ideas on how to feel more whole. And remember, you are more than what you do. Until next time. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and got some new perspectives, tips, and inspiration on how to feel more zen inside. Stay tuned for the next mini-series, which will dive into how to thrive outside or how to create your dream career that feels fulfilling and has just the right mix of growth and balance. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I would love to connect. Join my newsletter, connect with me on LinkedIn, or send me a note. I'll drop links for everything in the show notes. And until next time, I hope you feel zen inside and thrive outside. Bye now.